Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Colour Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? I'm good, Connor. Happy lunchtime once again this week. <laughs> I keep seeing you on all of my lunchtimes. It's lovely. It's a nice, it's nice to catch up. <laughs> I don't feel the same. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, uh, Hero Zero, you probably know, but just for people who haven't, yeah, um, yeah. what's the idea of this? Without uh, saying exactly what I just said. Oh, you, you talk, we, look, we just tell you about a comic book character. He yeah. does DC characters and I do Marvel characters. Good. It's we good go, stuff. It's a little brief run through. It's not too yeah. involved, but it's mm. kind of enjoyable and it's fun to talk about these characters, it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so before we get started, um, everyone, please keep sending us your Spotify wrapped. Uh, we, I love sending, seeing those images. So if we are in, uh, don't send us a wrapped if you're, if we're not in the list. Yeah, obviously. if you have like, oh, I, d- I didn't listen to any podcast this year. <laughs> you're in the top 99% listener. You listened for a minute. <laughs> hey, it still counts. <laughs> still counts. Um, but if we are in anybody's list, please take a screenshot, send it to us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Twitter's probably the easiest one just because I think it's cool um, and it makes us feel nice for those endorphins but Sean we do need 105 star reviews before the end of the year and you we actually that. need one yeah like because your kneecaps are the, go- the, the gang up for grabs me. at the minute yeah, like, yeah the, uh, the Yakuza told me that they, you were going to get they did. And it's fluent Japanese he speaks <laughs> lads it's wild <laughs> they said that they're going to take your kneecaps if we don't get 100 
That, and I said, that's fine. I have faith that we'll be able to do such a thing. And then I said, but his kneecaps are useless. <laughs> Why would you want them? And then I said, Connor, come on. <laughs> I have a pretty <laughs> sweet deal here. Uh, so, yeah, if you were on Spotify, could you, could you, and you haven't given us the five-star review, could you please do that? Just because I think we're pretty close at the moment. So I'd like to see us just take over the hundred by the end of the year. But, Sean... Enough, enough of that shite. Also, there's new merch. Enough of that shite. <laughs> enough admin. I love admin, but I hate admin. But you know, this week on Hero Zero, I'm going to be doing something that I tried previously and it didn't work and the episode was bad. Oh, right. Okay. Great day to do this. Um, okay, let's try it. This is uh, one of those episodes where I'm going to pick char- a character or a comic book based thing from an animated show... And try to basically talk about the character through the animated show appearances rather than comic book appearances. Interesting. Okay, mm. like this, that's a, there's a lot of fun animated characters out there. True. We uh, did try it many years ago with Spellbinder from Batman Beyond, and that was one of my worst reports, I think, ever. It was it's like, it was a good report, but it is just like, here's the plot of the episode, you know? And I think that's what we're going to do here. That's all right, bud. <laughs> Why did you call me out? But yes, <laughs> um, because I'm going to be actually covering a gang that is one of my favourite gangs ever. It was just because they're in the shows that I loved growing up. And that is the Royal Flush Gang, Sean. Not familiar. So what I'm looking forward about to not this. Not familiar with the Royal Flush Gang. Never heard of the Royal Flush Gang. What can I, I mean, say? First of all, it's literally a great team name if you're in any sort oh, of board game event. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, if you're the Royal Flush Gang in a pub quiz. Unreal. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, the Royal Flush Gang, they're fairly famous from Batman Beyond. And they also appear in Justice League Unlimited. But Batman Beyond is like the big thing that brought them into like me seeing them. And so I assume that's where a lot of people seen them. Uh, they did have a comic book run in the 60s. Back in the day, it was their first appearance. Okay. Um, but, but I imagine there's not a lot of meat in that story to do a No. So on. their first appearance was in uh, March 1966 in the Justice League of America. They were created by Gardner Fox. Um, who very famously created... He's created a lot of characters that we've covered here, but uh, created the Royal Flush Gang as just an enemy of the Justice League of America. Right, Um, And what the Royal Flush Gang... The whole concept of the Royal Flush Gang is, like... It is actually very comic booky, and I can understand why, like, they work so well, because they're a great team to put up against a different team, but they're not the main villain. Okay, so there's someone for everyone to fight, mm. but they're not like they're not like ne- like Lex Luthor like level so of bad. This guy. is how I'm going to describe it: pro wrestling, WWE, mm. AW, all that shit has a thing called jobbers. Shot now. Right, do you know yes. what a jobber is? It's someone who just shows up and is there to get hit, basically. Exactly. So Jobber's whole idea is like the real small guy. And if you're like, if you've got this wrestler who's seven foot tall and really muscly, they're like, well, we'll just hire a local Jobber, some local indie guy, and just have him wrestle him and then he'll be killed. And everyone in the crowd's like, well, that seven foot guy is really good. Yeah, yeah. The Royal Flush Gang is comic book Jobbers. Right. So they just show up when you need a villain. If you, for example, were maybe doing a Justice League 
comic book and you wanted an episode or an issue to showcase some of the powers and abilities of the new team or the uh, team titans perhaps maybe they're going to go up against i don't know deathstroke later on in the issue but you really need that first battle to be like wow they work well as a team and wow they have a lot of powers let's that's, establish what they can do that's where the royal flush gang come in <laughs> that's really cool that i like that that exists <laughs> and that is kind of like their weird thing that they've come into they're they're never the story's main antagonist but they're there to give the heroes a showcase before they move on to the main antagonist of the issue so yeah so they are they're exposition villains if very yeah a little bit or like yeah if there's probably maybe a problem within the team Maybe that arises during the fight. They still win the fight because they're not like against the big villain. But maybe maybe there's a miscommunication. Maybe there's two heroes that aren't getting on. That kind of stuff. Um, But they have been around for a very long time. And they've had so many reimaginings and so many different lineups of the team. It's very hard to nail down one specific team. Because the idea of the Royal Flush Gang is that it's based off the family. So it passes down from generation ah. to generation. So what, the ten Jack Queen King Ace, is it? Yeah. And the king and the queen obviously start off as the father and the the what the father and the mother, but yeah. like it could then get to the stage where there was one where the king was actually the the queen's father, if that makes sense. So like then you ha- so it was yeah, like, it's a hierarchy thing. So yeah, the husband dies or the yeah. father of the kids dies and then her father steps in as the king and like then it continues on as king queen and then the, the kids so like it's a, it, it stays within the families so yeah it's a little mafia organization kind basically of right and yeah. so the real flush gang debuted in as i said in justice league of america 66 in 1966 and uh, their founder was a guy called amos fortune who was a small comic book character uh, who had been in a few issues but never really developed any gimmick of any kind he was just mostly around like look and playing cards mostly okay so um, that, that was that was that was enough back in the day but then he he turns up in this issue and now he's like they've channeled his weird like very broad uh, gimmick into he turns up with a family of people dressed as the royal flush cards in those outfits yeah. as king queen jack ace ted um and they now have a recognizable look and it's also a reliable foe to throw at a team of heroes if you need them because there's a there's five or five of them yeah, and and they all have different skill sets, I'm imagining. That is why they work really well, in that yeah. there's all different skill sets. Now, depends on which team you're looking at, because each you could have a team that's full superpowered, right? Mm. You could also have a team that has no superpowers, but has different strengths. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on what issue you're reading. In Bow and Beyond, they don't have superpowers, but in an epilogue episode, they they do have superpowers because they actually eventually get a superpowered person within the team um, who we will touch on soon enough. Um, No spoilers. No spoilers, right. But then uh, after only a couple appearances, the gag was basically reset in 1982 um, and this time each member is given a more complete backstory as they're brought together by a Green Lantern baddie known as Hector Hammond um, and Hector Hammond brings together this team because he wants to fight the Justice League. Is Hector Hammond in the 2011 Green Lantern? Um, is he the man with the big head? 
Oh, he might be. Is that Hector Hammond? Is I that his that's name? Hector Hammond, yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah so... Um, I know DC stuff. That, what a great reference. <laughs> I'd forgotten that from my brain, 2011's Green Lantern. Um, reviewed on the Patreon, if you want to go listen to that. <laughs> um, this version of the gang is where they establish also several ideas with that they would then recur across a lot of issues. So, like, the idea that Ace is the android within the team. He's yeah. like a super-strength android within the team. Uh, and the ten of spades is a is a always a woman, and it's just that's just kind of an idea that's kind of stretched along, and we don't really know why he just came up with that, and then someone liked the idea and just keeps it going. So it's like these informal kind of rules that they have around yeah. who can be on the team. Yeah, and so notably, these appearances also changed the suit of the gag from clubs to spades for some reason. <laughs> I have no idea why. Spade might be easier to draw. <laughs> Yeah, is one more villainous than the other is the question? You got Ace of Spades, I think, might be the entire reason that the change happened. Maybe, yeah, probably. Um, And so then we get into, this was like literally their comic book runs. They've had a new 52 version, but they're a lot less interesting. Um, But where they really kind of came into mainstream, I would say, is in the animated world, in the DC animated universe, and more so nighting in Batman Beyond. Um, And so they've made their first appearance in the future Gotham, basically. And they ride around on flying cars, or cards, I should say. So, like, they have motorized cars that they fly around on, which is just a cool visual. (laughs) And it makes sense, because it's the future. So, yeah, of course that could happen. Yeah. Uh, They do not have any superhuman powers, but they do possess high-tech weaponry. So King is a master swordsman. Queen wields a scepter-like weapon. Jack is a master with knives. Ace is an android that has super strength. And Ted is a computer hacker. So they're like a team that commit robberies. Yeah, and they all fit in together. Yeah, and without one, then the team is weaker. I like that. It's very good. Um, And so they do appear in four uh, Batman Beyond episodes. Now, look, I'm not going to go through the plot of every single one of them, but they do have some really cool ideas within them because Batman Beyond is a good show. They're also in Justice League Unlimited for an episode that's a (laughs) two-parter. Your favorite? What's the episode called? Uh, The Pack of Cards. (laughs) No, actually, it's pretty close. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it has cards in the title, and it's two words. The playing cards? Wild cards, unfortunately. Wild cards, wild um, But yeah, so their first episode is called Dead Man's Hand, and they're all just plays on stuff. Um, so it starts off on a boat where all these people are having a party, and suddenly the place gets attacked by them flying in on the flying cards, and they land and they just start robbing people, like, put all your stuff in the bag. Batman, who is Terry McGinnis, Batman of the Future, mm-hmm. he hears this and Bruce is like, there's a robbery going on that boat, get out there, because Bruce is in his ear. So he flies out, lands, and Bruce immediately recognizes the villains because within the episode, it's basically said that Bruce has faced previous iterations Ah. of the Royal Flush Gang and within just that one thing it's created a whole world without doing anything that's really good so this is the first time they're introduced in the animation yeah but they've existed forever basically and and Bruce is in Terry's ear like what the fuck are the Royal Flush this is a different Royal Flush Gang like I faced them in 2010 this is 2050 
Yeah, the, the others are long dead. Not yeah, long dead. Me. The, 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 <laughs> I'm going to die any day now. So uh, um, the king and queen, however, get away because they set them up in a situation where they're like about to destroy the boat. And it's basically either you save the people on the boat and help them escape or you can kidnap or you can like not kidnap, uh, arrest us. Right. And so it's one of those choices. He saves the people, they get away. But within this story, they also had their 10 is um, a blonde girl called, um, oh, what's, what's her name? Melanie. And Melanie's uh, their 10, and she's basically the daughter of the king and queen. But she doesn't okay. really like being a criminal, but she's their computer hacker. Right, okay. She's just along for the ride because she was born into it. And so she, out of costume, meets up with Terry McGuinness on a night out in Gotham afterwards and they actually start having some romantic feelings towards each other but he doesn't know that she's Ted and she doesn't know that he's Batman it's a classic it's a classic move isn't it's it it's a classic move and so they have this whole like love thing where they're like we'll go on a date tomorrow night uh, are you free at like midnight yeah yeah we'll meet up at midnight because um, him and Dana Terry's actual girlfriend they're on a break at this point right, so okay. uh, or they've broken up I think so they're they're not together so he's not cheating <laughs> so make that clear fine. <laughs> he's not a dirt bird right um so yeah him and uh, melanie are like we'll meet up tomorrow night but then before that batman meets up with the royal flush guy because they're committing a crime and he's fighting them all and then he defeats them terry shows up to the point where they said they'd meet and she's not there and he's like oh fuck i missed her but she turns up even later than he does because they, they don't realize that they were fighting each other kind of thing yeah. Why would Batman plan to do anything at midnight, by the way? That is, well, Terry's slightly different. He doesn't really care. He, well, he cares, but he also wants to live his own life. Hmm. But he would st- you'd still be like, hey, maybe noon. Maybe we hang out at noon. <laughs> free at noon? <laughs> um, so he heads out to the meeting place and they enjoy a lovely time. Um, and they try to make it work, basically. Where Melanie then tries to leave the gang. And she's like, I'm done with crime. Like, I just want to be on the straight and narrow. I've got a boyfriend now. Like, I don't actually want to be involved in all this shit. Our whole family just is designed towards crime. Yeah, and I'm sick of it, quite frankly. And and, Bru- and Terry is telling Bruce that he's like, look, I don't really want, like, I now have, like, a steady girlfriend. I don't have the time that I need to put in to be put Batman full time. Because I think this is very early on in the show. I think it's, like, episode seven. So right. he's, like, he hasn't fully become Batman yet. He's kind of in and out at the minute. Yeah, he's still not, like, all about the mission or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but through some detective work, uh, Terry then starts tracking some forward lights and he decides that um, Melanie... Then he discovers that Melanie is ten. He finds out, but she still doesn't know that he's Batman. And... You have the thing where he shows up to try and uh, fight them again. Batman manages to beat Ace and then he defeats King and all that. Um, and then he watches as Melanie gets arrested. As, like, he, he has to get her. He still likes her, but, like, he... They've, he has to, like... He's, yeah. He has a job to do. Right. And the episode ends with Bruce then saying to him, I've got a lot to tell you about Selina Kyle. Oh, he's like, I've, I've been there, buddy. I've been there, brother. I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, because this, this show is real good. So that's kind of the, the plot of the first episode. The second one is called Once Burned, which doesn't happen until, like, I think season two. And mm-hmm. they, co- they only, like, as I said, they appear, like, once a season. They show up, and Melanie and Terry always have that thing of, like, will they, won't they? 
but she's always involved with the family yeah. and she wants like to be that, out. Though, cause if they were if they showed up every week it kind of lessens you'd get really they'd get thin very quickly. Yeah, like and the second episode's actually really interesting because there's like a big high stakes poker game going on in Gotham and uh, you see 10 show up and rob the poker game. And Batman shows up and basically is like, what the fuck are you doing robbing the poker game? Like, that's like, apparently that game is for, like, all the mobsters and gang members oh, in God. Right. Like, so high stakes. your own death warrant. Like, yeah, and he's yeah. like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? And she's like, I need the money because the Jokers have taken my family. Right? Ah, okay. And so he's like, right. So he helps her fight off all the gangs and, like, gets her out of there. And, like, and he's like, right, we'll go f- help your family, but you have to give back this money. Like... You can't be going around like just stealing people. Like, we'll just I'll help you get your family back. So they show up to the Joker's base, and like Batman spends ten minutes like casing the place out. He breaks it. He takes out a few Jokers one by one, and then he finally gets one. He's like, "Where are they?" They're like, "I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. We didn't touch them." Like. What are you talking about? And then he's like, I've been double-crossed because Ted sneaks out the back and goes to commit more crimes. While he's fucking... Well, he's trying to get her family back. What a... I thought thought they liked each other. But, Sean, it's a twist on a twist because then she shows up and she shows up where she thinks the kidnappers are and they're asking for the ransom and they're in the shadows and she throws the bag of all the all the jewellery over and who catches it but Mr. King himself and he no. goes it was actually a ruse we were never kidnapped but we wanted to know you were loyal to us but oh, Batman fuck. now thinks that she's double crossed him and so he's really mad and she but she didn't know is kind yeah. of the thing that's that's like layers upon layers of fuckery <laughs> Yeah, star-crossed lovers, you know what I mean? Star-crossed are just like completely opposite sides of the line. Completely opposite sides, you know what I mean? But um, uh, the episode ends with, uh, she gave Batman a little note and she was like, if you see Terry McGuinness, could you give him this? And the episode ends where he he rips up the note and puts it in the bin and he just walks off. Oh man, Uh, I will read the note. So that is the last of Melania's 10 but uh, what happens then is once we get into Justice League Unlimited is um, an episode called Wild Cards in which Joker shows up, brings the Royal Flush gang in as his crew, but mm-hmm. he has a new 10. And the new 10 is this psychic, is this uh, that you've seen in the clip that I'm going to mention later on with Batman and her on a swing. But oh, ten- yeah. So Ten is now a psychic who has superpowers. Um, okay. And is and that's where Joker brings them in. And this is a new iteration of the gang and he wants them to fight the Justice League. And he gets them to set bombs all around Las Vegas. And it's actually a really great two-parter that he like sets all these bombs and he has like his own Joker TV station. And he's like, can the Justice League stop all of the bombs simultaneously? We don't know. They're all going to go off. And he covers them all in like, um, what the fuck's it called? So Superman can't see them. Lead? Yeah, he covers them in lead, so he, so I, I forgot right. the word for lead. So he can't but, just yeah, he covers them, around and see he, them. And- yeah, so Superman can see them, so they have the Flash, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Batman's like, this guy's always on my fucking case. <laughs> Give me a look. Fucking sick of this. <laughs> this is, by the way, Bruce Wayne and Batman, so this is like yeah, present yeah. type. Because um, this is a previous iteration of the crew, because technically in the timeline, 
this happened first. Yeah, so when Batman said, oh, I met these guys before, yeah. this is one of those times. But this episode came out after that episode, so that episode's actually setting up future episodes without even knowing it. Pretty cool. Pretty good. Um, they solve it. My one piece of trivia about this episode, Sean, is that members of Joker's Royal Flush Gang were all voiced by the Teen Titans. Oh! So... The guy who plays Robin was King. The guy who plays uh, Beast Boy was Jack. Uh, the girl Tara Strong, who plays Raven, was Queen. Um, Cyborg was p- played by Ten. And Starfire is Ace. That's really cool. Just from the animated Teen Titans show. So they were yeah. the exact same crew. They were just in the building that day. And they were yeah. like, here, we Why need not? five voices. <laughs> um, and then the last story I wanted to talk about, you'll notice like, Batman and Royal Flush Gang are always interconnected. Um, but they're the last counterpoint. Because like, if Superman came up against them, they're getting... Oh no, he's ripping all their body parts and yeah, yeah. butchering them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the last episode I want to talk about is a Justice League Unlimited episode, but kind of a Batman Beyond episode called Epilogue. Um, it's probably one of the most famous Justice League Unlimited episodes because, like, it covers a whole bunch of ground and it's kind of the end of that series and Batman Beyond uh, simultaneously. Oh, is this when, like, the, 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 the father of Terry McGuinness thing is revealed and all that Yeah, stuff? yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is, like, a 31-year-old Terry. I think he's, like, 32, 31. And he shows he's like full prime Batman and he shows up in Amanda Waller's house and he's like, I'm the man that answers. What the fuck is going on? Like, I think Bruce is actually my dad, but like, I've no idea what's going on. And he hates Bruce Wayne. He's like, Bruce is a fucking dickhead. Like, he's lied to me my whole life. He's a miserable old man. He's, he's a miserable, still alive at the time. He's I t- he's still alive, but he's like ninety five. Yeah, like he's like on the way out, kind of thing. And to kind of um, this or- the episode kind of covers a lot of stories of Amanda Waller, basically just just describing like how Bruce is isn't actually a bastard. That like it was actually Amanda Waller who was the one who like had to- tried to clone him, and yeah. that's where Terry McGinnis comes from. Yeah, and so it's, he's blaming Bruce for no good reason for but something Bruce that she did. But he, but he thinks Bruce was the one that like uh, actually lied to him and knew that he was his father all along, and it's like a whole drama. But yeah. one of the stories that she tells to be like Bruce isn't that like he Bruce is a good man is the very famous story involving um, Ace. Sorry, not it wasn't ten; it was Ace. My apologies. So Ace begins causing havoc when her powers develop beyond causing hallucinations. To being able to alter the fabric of reality itself. So, the new psychic ace, she can basically alter reality. And with this power, she makes herself some friends. So she literally just picks random people and gives them superpowers and makes them king, queen, uh, jack, and ten. And is like, you're now my friends. And we're just going to be friends. But the new people just use their powers to commit crimes and steal money. Right. So the Justice League get called in to stop. So the Justice League get show up and they get brought in. Uh, She creates this like big massive fortress and her own Royal Flush Gang. So while the Justice League take out the rest of them, she's just in this big fortress and nobody can get through. Superman can't get through it. Uh, Dr. Faye can't get through it. Nobody has uh, powers. Nobody can match her level. Of yeah. power, like she's out of control completely. Um, she's like alter, she's altering the fabric of reality, so very difficult for anyone else to kind of come up against that. And she's like a kid as well, isn't she? She's like, uh, I think she's fifteen at this yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Batman shows up, and Amanda Waller is there, 
and Amanda Waller basically warns Batman that Ace is on the verge of dying from a brain aneurysm with all of this and the resulting psychic backlash would basically cause the whole city to explode killing everyone in the city yeah not Um, good and Cadmus, who Amanda Waller works for, had retrieved a special weapon to kill her and prevent the disaster. And Batman says, I'll do it. I'll be the one to walk in and I'll take her out. I'll kill her. And what Amanda Waller's f- like, okay, cool. So Bruce is the only person walking by himself, walks into the place. Fucking cool. <laughs> completely unarmed. Um, and he reaches her. And she's sitting on a swing, just in this swing set. And he walks over to her and... Um, and immediately Ace reads his mind and they start having a conversation where he's like, what's going on, bud? Like, yeah. what, what's happening? Sits backwards on a school Because everyone chair. had just been trying to punch her until she stopped. Yeah, and, but no one ever like, hey, what, what's, go- what's actually going yeah. on here? And so Ace copies, uh, tracks his mind and reveals that he never intended to use the weapon. So she reads his mind, she's like, you're never going to use that weapon to kill me. And he's like, no. No, I'm not. No, if, if someone um, else came in, they might have. So he, he instead he asks Ace to reverse the changes she had made, um, and he he relates to her because she's like, "I lost my childhood," and he's like, "Yeah, I did I too." Get that. <laughs> and she reads his mind, and she knows he's telling the truth. And she's like, yeah, you do get, you do understand that too. And they have this like moment of like, he's like, "Look, you can't just be doing this, like just because." Like, they took your stuff. I They took my childhood as well. Um, and Ace is also aware that she's about to die. And yeah. she's like, I'm going to die soon, aren't I? And without lying, Batman's like, yes. Yes, you are. Because, yeah. um, like, she can read his mind, so why would he lie? Yeah, Tell exactly. And so then she just says, I'm scared. Will you just stay with me until the end? And he says, yeah. And he holds her hand and they sit on the swings until she passes away. That's, like, it's... That's one of the best Batman moments. Yeah. Like, because he's just like, he doesn't just solve all problems by punching. (laughs) And she dies peacefully and the whole world is returned to normal because she actually takes away all of her uh, psychic stuff that she's doing. Um, Yeah, because it was a peaceful death, she just kind of goes. Yeah, exactly. And so the Royal Flush Gang, that was kind of where they kind of came to an end in the animated world. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I love the idea that it starts off 50 years in the future and then it goes, tracks back through all the different iterations of the crew. The best version, I think, is the one with Ace as the psychic and leading this crew. But I do like the non-superpowered versions. Weirdly, the future ones are non-superpowered. They just have technology. Yeah, yeah. But Whereas, like, the older ones, there is magic or super-powered elements to that. yeah. I don't know which one I like better. I like the idea of just a constantly changing roster. Because you never defeat them. Because, like, you defeat one, and then, like, you only need one of them to get out, and then they can build up a whole new family. Yeah. And 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 that's fine. Like, even and even if they're not, like, blood-related, it's still the family kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, it could just be a group of criminals that, like, one of them was king, and then the rest of them get arrested, and he brings up a brand new crew. Yeah. He, he finds a Queen Jack, uh, Ace and Ted. That's a, they're really cool. I, I wish there, I kind of wish there was more of them, but I'm kind of I'm happy that there's not. They're like a really niche group that I'm always like. If in a table quiz, I'm like, let's go real flush gag. If we're yeah. gonna do something, mine is the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> Different levels. 
Um, but yeah, that's my report on the Royal Flush Gang. I hope that worked. You knocked it out with a park, I, I think. I tried. I you, you really, you did well there. Oof. You did very, very well. It's tough to do an animated show and a report because you're not doing comic books. It's very strange. Um, we'll get back to comic book characters probably in the next week or two. Uh, Sean, would you like to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with an episode of Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weirdness Wednesday, and Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thank you to everyone over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Everyone supports us over there. They get access to extra reviews and shows and things like that. And they also just help us keep the show going every single week. So uh, head on over there if you want to support us in that way. There is also the merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter's at heroesforhirepod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divelman's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Lee. And I will see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.